0: Welcome to Is That Embarrassing, and unfiltered and sometimes hilarious public airing of secrets and private thoughts. In each episode, I share secrets, listen to the secrets of my guests, and work to debunk the stigma, self-consciousness, awkwardness, and feelings of embarrassment that sometimes surround these topics. I am your host, Stephanie Andrew. pew, 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 pew! Pew! <laughs> I don't know why I just did finger guns and made that noise, but I figured maybe there like was a need for some kind of dramatic sound effect, like a drum roll to introduce me, even though you already know who I am probably at this point, but you know, a little, a little sound effect never hurt anyone. (laughs) So what is up, friends? I hope that you had an awesome week. I hope that you had the chance to enjoy last week's episode on Growing Up Without Parents featuring the hilarious and badass Chanel Ali. Love that girl. Love that episode. Before I keep going into this intro to tell you about the episode, as previously promised, I do want to take a moment to promote one of my favorite black creatives to have ever walked the planet, um, Samantha Irby. (laughs) Some of you may have heard of her, and if you haven't, um, crawl out from underneath that rock and experience the finer things in life. (laughs) I love Samantha Irby. She is hilarious. She's an incredible writer. Everything that she does is gold. I aspire to be more like her in my creative endeavors, and I was really motivated to share her with you, I guess, today because I just finished reading for the second time her book We Are Never Meeting in Real Life, a title which seriously feels relevant given COVID and the fact that none of us are meeting anyone. I mean, some of y'all, some of you guys are, and you're wild. You're real wild. Um, but you know, props to you. Please wear a mask. <laughs> but anyways, her book, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life, is a book of essays that are personal. They're hilarious, brilliant, raw, um, yeah, they're all of the things. Uh, Irby writes from an honest and sharp angle and she's very blunt, which I appreciate. So, uh, go buy her book, follow her on Instagram at Bitches Gotta Eat, which we do. And, uh, yeah, follow her blog, go to her website, do all the things, show some support, tell her you love her. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. There's no particular secret that we focus on, but I do read off some listener-submitted secrets that relate to our guest and her life experiences. So with that said, this week's guest is one of the craziest, literally, she's fucking insane, (laughs) funniest, and accomplished people that I've ever had the pleasure of calling friends. She's also the reason behind the majority of my laughter. She is the reason I had to get an unlimited phone plan because we call each other so much and uh, my life is just significantly better because she is in it. So I am joined today by Mara Merrick. Mara is a comedian, a personal trainer, she's the host of the Happy Never After podcast, as well as Muscle Spasms podcast, and she's great. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about divorce, dating, really bad engagements, uh, racism, because that's still a thing and we're not going to shut up until it isn't, and much, much more. So uh, follow her on Instagram, at Mara Merrick follow the podcast at is that embarrassing and if you love me take an extra minute and head on over to itunes and rate and review the podcast today um so yeah that is all i've got let's do this All of the professional stuff aside, you're one of my better friends. <laughs> yes, yes. And, I, and I'm also turning into an alcoholic. <laughs> I wish that I could be an alcoholic, but I have dementia. No, I have a concussion. I fell down the stairs, so.
1: <laughs> Is that what that was?
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you? No. Yeah, so I ended up like uh, Wednesday, I ended up in the hospital again. I completely, so I went to let Penny outside and It's not funny. It kind of is now, but I was sitting on the deck and I completely blacked out, like sober, obviously. And I didn't know where I was or why I was there. And so I came in the house and when I saw my mom, like I kind of, but I like started sobbing and she's like, what is wrong? And I was like, I forgot where I was, what I was doing. So she took me to U of M Hospital and they did a bunch of tests and they did a CT scan. And they were like, oh yeah, you have like a grade two to three concussion and you have post-concussion syndrome. And yeah, it's like the other day I forgot the number about the number four. Like I just forgot the number four is a thing. Like my dad and I were playing phase 10 and I sat down a run and I put One, two, three, 5 <laughs> And he's like, Steph, what about four? And I was, like, getting so angry because I didn't understand. And then I was like, (laughs) fuck, numbers are hard. (laughs) Oh, no. But so I usually am really structured about, like, having an outline for the episode and going in with a strong plan. Um, But... This week, I'm just excited to have you on. So the whole premise of the podcast is like talking about secrets, embarrassing shit, things that have stigmas surrounding them. I have had a couple of people send in some some emails um, and Instagram messages that I think you may relate to. Number one, I keep hoping my ex will die in a car crash. My oh, ex okay. husband. I'm sorry. Did I write that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I wish I could leave my marriage. Okay. Number three, I haven't filed for divorce, but I go to a divorce support group every time that I consider it. Number four, I deleted 92 people off of Facebook to avoid seeing pictures of my ex's wedding, and that's it. But all of those have one thing in common, which you happen to be the expert on, (laughs) which is divorce. (laughs)
1: yes sadly yes and and awesomely yeah yeah
0: I mean an expert enough to have a long time running podcast on the subject
1: (laughs) well everybody goes through breakups and sometimes when you're in them they feel horrific like especially if you I have a client right now um because I'm a personal trainer, I think you mentioned that. But I have a client right now. She broke up with her boyfriend. It's been like magnified the amount of sadness because then she's all alone on top of it and can't go to work and can't go out with her girlfriends and can't like go. And so, I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm like, enough. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> hear about my... the world is burning. Well,
0: uh, COVID's happening, but so I feel like that makes it easier to hyper fixate, right?
1: Yeah, she's really fixating. This is the client that last minute canceled twice, and I was like, no. uh,
0: "Oh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. we hate those clients." Although I was kind of that client when I trained with you, I've been better about time management. Um, <laughs> I have. I have. So, yeah. um, so you've been married. Let's talk about. Oh yeah. How many times you've time. been married?
1: Three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the
1: longest marriage? To my last one, uh, I think five years.
0: It's a long time.
1: That's a long time. The first one was one and a half or two and a half years. We still don't know. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm going to have to have you elaborate because I don't know how you don't know. (laughs) Well, I forget a lot of things like
1: uh, my niece and nephew's birthday are both on the 15th of some month. And so every 15th, I just say happy birthday to both of them.
0: <laughs> Did you fall downstairs too? What is happening? I
1: just don't, like, we didn't grow up celebrating birthday. So it wasn't like a big, I never made it a big deal. And so now it's like a big, anniversaries are a big deal to everyone. And I never have, I've never been like, oh my God, we made it two weeks and 10 days. Oh. Like, <laughs> those people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I would be a horrible yeah. alcoholic. Like, <laughs> when they're, like, at 90 days, I'd be like, I think I'm at, like, 17 or 500. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I lost track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how – I think it was – I think it was only one and a half.
0: Do you, do you have contact with any of them still?
1: I did have contact with my first ex-husband for a while – um because we were like joking around but he was like the most toxic he was it's really the only marriage that i consider a marriage like he was the only one that i was actually in love with Mm -hmm. he was the only one that i was gonna say so
0: he beat you but that's a bad joke
1: yeah he beat me
0: (laughs) Only one that was real
1: (laughs) he knew i loved ketchup so he exploded a ketchup bottle over my head it was not the
0: condiments you don't ruin condiments for people Especially Michigan girls, we love ketchup. We Although do. ranch would have been worse, possibly.
1: Yeah, I'm. I I'm not a dairy person, but oh, yeah, I, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He knew he knew where to go. You know, he, knew he where was to like, her,
0: yeah, how to make
1: it. <laughs> he was like, ketchup or barbecue. I'm gonna get her. Oh, uh, <laughs> so I was like chatting with him a lot, and then he he just got divorced again. And right before COVID, and then he already had a girlfriend. And I was like, Did you have this girlfriend? Like
0: it's been five days. Right. So obviously, like there was something going on.
1: Yeah. So I was like, There you cheating, son of a bitch. So um we were like joking back and forth, and then he goes, uh, I was like, let's I'm in I got I was in South Carolina for the beginning of coronavirus because of People suck, and uh, and then (laughs) general consensus. (laughs) And he lives in South Carolina. and I was like, Hey, what wouldn't it be so fun if we recorded an episode together of my podcast? Like, you could come on, we call he he calls me, um, like Fox Dane, and I call him like Dick Watt. We're just like bros, and then, um, as I'm driving the two and a half hours to go record with him. He texted me and he said, "Uh, okay, so my friend that's coming with me. And I was like, what? We're in coronavirus. Don't bring a friend. I'm going to throw a microphone into your car. Like this is not your, why would you bring a friend? And he goes, make sure to say that you were my second wife and not my friend. I know. And I was like, every bad thing that he's ever done. To me, like he's like she doesn't feel good about you, like me seeing you. She's been watching you on social media. I was like, if she, first of all, I don't talk anything nice about you on social media. So if she thinks she that should there's not
0: be worried,
1: yeah, she shouldn't be worried or at all.
0: Podcast,
1: yeah, just listen to two, one or two, or no episodes. It's not good. Read the description. We're bad. It's bad. He was what bad. Picture like <laughs> whatever. And, uh, he goes, yes. Yeah, so, so make sure. And I go, what I go, why are you bringing her? And he goes, because she doesn't trust me with you. And I was like, do you want me to talk to her right now on the phone? Like I will, pro- I, there's no way you're getting You're first of all, you gained a hundred pounds. You're disgusting to me. Like it's everything about you is gross. I know who you are. And then just like everything about him came back, like all the bad stuff finally came back. Yeah, It hit me and I was like, I just text him and I said, I'm turning around, the recording's off, never contact me again. And I said, yeah. be nice to this girl.
0: Be I was better. like, let her go.
1: Yeah, be better.
0: Honestly, I was like, you're a
1: thousand years old. That's what I said. I said, you're a thousand years old and you act like you're 12.
0: Get it together. Yeah. I think that that is a really hard thing about like separations and breakups is that you after a a certain period of time, you're like, oh, you know, you like, it's easier to remember, you kind of black out the bad, right? And then like, I keep journals all the time. I write all of the time. And so I'll read journals and I'll be like, motherfucker. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, oh, and I forgot that on June 9th of 2018, he said such and such, like, (laughs) it's crazy, you know, but sometimes I'm like, I need that to to remember. Yeah, to remember how awful people are. So that was the first marriage and that was kind of, we like laughed about you getting hit in the head with a ketchup bottle. Obviously we don't think domestic abuse is funny. You did a bike ride across the country to like raise funds. You know, do you want to talk about that?
1: I did bike left heel. Um, I'm going to start it on a smaller scale, but I started from, I rode on my bicycle from New York to uh, San Diego and I originally was going to go straight across and then <laughs> I I got to the Rockies and I was like, you know what? This seem, they seem hard. So, I'm just <laughs> I think I'm gonna, ask myself. <laughs> I myself, I'm going to go south and then go across from New Mexico so it'll be easier. And then turns out, turns out if you look at any map uh, it shows you that the Rockies go all the way down through Mexico. <laughs> So, you have to go over there if you want to go across
0: the country. So, yeah, I did that. (laughs) Not so much geography. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I was supposed to go meet
1: with one one of the Giants coaches tomorrow, and he didn't give me the address of where we're supposed to meet. And then I was like, 'Cause it, he they all live in New Jersey. And I was like, what am I supposed to drive west and just guess? And then uh and he I was like, wait, is Jersey West?
0: <laughs> he was like, We'll come to you. We'll come to you. Just stay. <laughs> oh,
1: he's like, Oh my God. I was
0: like, anyway, I'm gonna be your ambassador. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do
0: you trust me? <laughs> Oh my God, dude. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, it's bad. Oh, uh, bad. So that was my first. Then my second one, I just actually reconnected with one of my bridesmaids. Uh, I, well, I reconnected with her a few years ago, but she just did my podcast and we were talking about, cause I was only married for 17 days to him.
0: <laughs> I mean, you still, that's still 17 days longer than I've been married, but you know. Yeah, wow. it was
1: a rough 17 days too.
0: So this one, how long did you know him before you guys got married? Really not
1: long. We got met, we met when I was not divorced yet. Like, I had just left him and started at a gym. And within two weeks of being at this new gym, um, he asked me out. And I was like, I'm kind of in a thing. Like, I don't want to go out with you. But he was We're so married. hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in, like, a thing. It's like a little... <laughs> It's a little barrier. <laughs> Toosh of a marriage, yeah. Um and so all my friends were like, you never go out with nice guys, just go he's so nice, go out with him. And so I did. And I just like kept going because all my friends were like, he's so great, but he wasn't he wasn't that great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just was hot. <laughs> Oh my God. So how did he propose to you?
1: Um, it was really funny. Um, he had my family fly in from Michigan to San Diego and every Friday we used to train. We did triathlons together. He qualified for the Olympics and um, I was training him. And so every Friday we'd go to La Jolla Cove and we would do the two mile swim. It's one mile. It's There's like half a mile and then a mile buoys. And then you swim to them and come back and then, uh, we would go to Red Robin and and eat, like, unlimited fries. And then, <laughs> I told you, I love ketchup. I need vehicles for ketchup. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we'd just go to bed, and I would go to work the next day. And um, one Friday, he had a whole, like, picnic basket with him with, like, really fancy meats and cheeses, which he loves you know me. I don't, I'm not a meat and cheese person at all, at all, at all. And, uh, and so he was like, let's go. We went to, we did the swim and then I'm wrapped up in a towel. I have my wetsuit halfway down me. I'm freezing. It's freezing. And he's like, come over to the, we don't go to Red Robin right away. I'm like, where, what are we doing? And, uh, and he's like, come over to the edge, come over to the, come over here. I was like, I can see it from here. I just kept like, (laughs) <laughs> Turtling out, outside of my blanket, I was like, What is it? And then finally, it's like, Get the fuck over here. And I was like, oh, Okay. And then I went over and I looked down, and my family, my brother, had put in the sand in the Del Mar beach because we traveled to Del Mar after, didn't go to Red Robin. Um, and it's like, "Will you,
0: Will you No wearing? bitterness, no bitterness <laughs> about Red Robin. <laughs>
1: when you're when you don't eat and you plan on eat like you have a yeah. very you get grouchy
0: oh yeah There's
1: yeah. yeah especially when you're like training for an iron man you need food so it, he's my brother had put will you marry me and candles out and then I was like uh okay <laughs> <laughs> And then I go, are we going to go to Red Robin? Or
0: (laughs) can we go now? Do you think they'll give us free fries? (laughs) I know. I just want them. They're so good. They're like really flat
1: and fat. They're so yummy.
0: Yeah. And do you put the seasoning on them? No. Oh. I don't like salt that much. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot that. That's (laughs) about you. You're healthier than I. I forgot.
1: And he gave me a picture of the ring that he designed, which this is hilarious. He wait, designed so
0: his. I- have a physical ring?
1: No, because he designed an Irish clag knot ring, but had diamonds in it. Yes, because wait, I'm very Irish. My mom's from Ireland. We go to Ireland every five years. It's, I'm like I'm truly Irish. He thought he was Irish, and uh we designed a full Irish. Everything was Irish. Um, And then his grandma came to the rehearsal dinner and he goes, why the fuck is all this Irish stuff around? We're German.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your whole marriage was a lie. (laughs) Everything,
1: everything about it was a lie. Everything about everything was a lie. I was like, oh my God.
0: (laughs) Did you ever like in the process, someone else, I don't think I read this one, but someone else did write that they wanted to, she wrote, I want to call off my wedding, but our parents have already put so much money into it. So first of all, if this girl's listening, call it the fuck off, take it from someone who did that. Like I called off an engagement once, but like, did you in the process of either the first, second or third marriage, did you think like, I shouldn't do this? Maybe I should not.
1: I mean, the first one, I was very much in love with him. Yeah. But then cocaine made him go crazy. Like, it made did he, him...
0: Did he start doing cocaine after you guys got married?
1: Yeah, we got really, really rich after we it's got married.
0: casual. Like, we just... kind of billionaires, and then he started it on coke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it becomes like a very... It becomes very easy to... To be around when you gain wealth, you know. Yeah. So, um, it was our best friend, Dennis Hackney, who I think just got out of jail. Uh, was a major drug dealer. Good job, Dennis, good job, good job, D Doc. You <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> was like a major drug dealer from Florida,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he traveled north. And one of our jobs was in Muskegon, Michigan, or. Yeah, Grand Rapids or Muskegon, I can't remember. And he he got Jason really into the drugs. The drugs.
0: That sucks. So,
1: yeah. And then once you get shitty drugs, they can make you, like, really angry.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was cool with it for, like, six months. I was like, all right, but now let's, like, also live our life. (laughs) There's, like, this whole other daytime you know and you're <laughs> neglecting yes yeah. and he had four kids
0: oh my god i yeah. didn't know that holy shit
1: yeah babies babies
0: did he have custody of them at all like weekends or were you were a stepmom
1: i was a stepmom four kids actually trevor hi trevor listens to most of my podcast ah! <laughs> i found out because of Jason, when the last time I saw him, he goes, "Yeah, Trevor's been listening to everything that you're on," and I was like, "Oh, good, good." Luck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, hello, son. Hi. <laughs> Eat your
1: vegetables. <laughs> it's called being sexually free, not a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm like, now I'm all embarrassed about Trevor. I'm like, Oh, Oh, the four kids. Yeah. He would just like lie around all day. And I had to watch four children and I was only 20. You know, I was a baby myself.
0: Oh, You got married young.
1: Baby. Yeah. 19. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was engaged at 17, but I called it off like by the time I was 18 and a half nice like oh we were at a Whole Foods and I brought up college he actually just got married recently but we were at a Whole Foods and uh brought up college and he was like oh you're not going to college he's like I just I like I'm gonna provide and you're gonna have babies and I was like "Ah, oh (laughs) and then I was still like I don't know I love him and then he slept with the girl who was going to be my maid of honor. And I was like, you know, weddings off, You're, you're canceled. Oh my God. You're so lucky that he did that though. Oh yeah. I, this girl reached out to me recently. We talk like once every other year and she messaged me on Facebook and she's like, you'll never guess who just messaged me. It was him. And like I said, he just got married and she's like, he told me this crazy story, how like God told him to go to London to meet his wife. And then he like, Went to London, met a woman, and they got married. (laughs) And it was like cool. Oh my god! Awesome. And they live with his mom.
1: (laughs) Oh, good for them. You know, bullet dodge (laughs) dodge major bullet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so what about your third marriage?
1: Your third marriage, a Muay Thai professional Muay Thai fighter and uh bartender that I worked with, and um nice guy. I just, I think I, it was, uh,
0: I, I think I drank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was great, but my liver started to fail. <laughs> I definitely had like a
1: spirally time after. So I went like first first marriage, second marriage was like right after that. And then as soon as I left, Mike, my second husband, I started dating one of my clients who turned, went from a multimillionaire to a billionaire. And he really fucked my head. Like I remember he opened up, I had like one of the first, he bought me one of the first Macs, you know, like those, the rumor, the white one that weighed a thousand pounds. He bought me one of those. And then he we were in bed and I always fall asleep really early because I wake up at the butt ass crack of dawn. And, um, he opened up his email on mine, but didn't shut it off. And then the next day I went to go use it after I worked and I saw he had all these emails to, um, prostitutes. that he was setting up for when he was like, cause he would travel four days of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I started going back and looking, and he was sleeping with like ten women a week. Wow, yeah. and then so that hit me, and I don't know, I just kind of like I just kind of zoned out. I was like, "Are all men monsters? Kind of kinda and uh, <laughs> and then he came home <laughs> next weekend, and I had I got myself so drunk to even be around him that I was supposed to go pick him up and I had like two tequila shots with this, with another client who's a good guy. Uh, And it was like super expensive tequila and I had two shots, that's it. And I remember walking home going, left (laughs) foot. And then I passed out on the bed and I totally didn't pick him up. And then I remember he came home and we had this huge tub. We lived in this really ridiculous penthouse and we had this huge tub and he filled it up. And then I had puked at one point and I got on top of him in the tub and was like having sex with him. And then afterwards I was sobering up and I was like, "What? Oh, what's wrong with me? You know, when you're like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like all soaking wet, sobering up. And he goes, you know, I have this protective bubble over you. I I'm going to protect you from every piece of hurt that ever. And I was like, uh, I had about 3000 emails that say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So is that um, what you
0: called him out on it?
1: I never called him out ever. Wow. Yeah. Because uh, then I got really quiet and then we started going to these like really professional dinners where he, we had a network and then he started like controlling what I could talk about and who I could talk to and um, it became a very, very lonely life. And then once my, actually my best friend saved me from that. Um, She came over one day and just was like, she's leaving you. She's not coming back. Don't you fucking call her. And then I was like, bye. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I gotta go. She said, (laughs) said.
1: (laughs) "Yeah." I was like a skeleton of a human being. And when she, like, burst in there, she, it was crazy. She was like, she's fucking leaving you. And I was like, "Emma, Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I went on, a, like, a fuck spiral. I was, yeah. like, I was like, bring it in.
0: <laughs> but you didn't get married again. Yeah, I
1: married the Mai tai Fighter. Oh, yeah. Like, I was at the end of my fuck spiral.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Mara. <laughs> like I can't even find one guy that I can sit in the same room with long enough, let alone, uh, Mary. Um, so are you dating anybody right now?
1: I'm not. I went on, I went on two dates recently. Um, one guy wore a, a buff, uh, mask because it's hard to date in covid you know and he wore one of those buff turtleneck masks you know yeah and um he kept pulling it up over his ears
0: (laughs) and every that's not how covid works
1: (laughs) and every time he would pull it over his ears i go oh yeah that's how they that's how you get aids too (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) Uh. and he saw me like basically fight this I yelled at these this little acidic family because they were being mean to Frank, like the little my dog, Frank, yeah, you know how I am about Frank, and the one little boy was like throwing a bottle at Frank,
0: oh no because,
1: yeah, culturally, they think dogs are dirty and evil, right, especially black dogs, and so the woman was like saying stuff, and I'm just watching her, I'm watching him ear buff ear guy and then I'm like looking at this family walking towards me and sh- and the little kid takes the bottle and like tries to ch- but he was little and he tries to chuck it at Frank and then he totally like didn't get even close and then I just was like staring at them and then I was like I go yeah you better get because they like all leaned away and I was like yeah he's vicious get the fuck away and then uh <laughs> I'm it's weird he doesn't call me back it's weird he didn't call me, back. I swear, he didn't call me. <laughs>
0: Maybe he has a hard time using the phone, you know, because his ears are covered. <laughs> He's like, what if I get it through the phone? Hello? What I get Hello? Hello? I can't hear you. Oh my God, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those people who like sleeps with a mask on. It's like, dude.
1: And then I went out with another guy who I, rec- I recorded a podcast with because Greg Glassman, remember Greg Glassman? Did I tell you about this? I don't think I did.
0: I think you told me about the guy that you went on a date with because I had like- Instagram The tiny dick guy? Yeah, before, yeah.
1: Okay, so we, so Muscle Spasms Fitness Podcast and Greg Glassman, who owns CrossFit HQ, cross he started CrossFit, uh, but they're public now, but blah, blah, blah. Uh, he, he did a few thousand racist things, so that he had to step down. So we had the owner of most of the CrossFits on Muscle Spasms and then as fitness people, we started like, chit-chatting and flirting and like you talk about I asked him a really dumb question and then laughed at myself about it and then um he was like let's grab a drink and I was like yes we can do that outside and um and then uh he got I showed up and it turns out that he is Greg Glassman pretty much and um
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay meaning he said 8,000 racist things yeah, we
1: had the worst fight ever. Like he, oh. I told him on the way there, I was like, I hate politics. I hate talking about politics. And as soon as I walk in the door, three hours, three hours, I clocked it. Three hours. And I was like, why, am I, why do I keep, this is like a real live troll that I'm talking to. He's like, it's crazy. And uh, the last argument that we made was... He told me that his dad went to, was like in the military, went to a military school, and my uncle was a dean of West Point. And in his last argument, I just guessed that he went to the Naval Academy. And uh, I, so I was like, I'm taking a guess, but in the late 70s, early 80s, it, they averaged 79 African-American students at the Naval Academy. I said, and if you see here, it says, they were unmercifully hazed. Of the thousands of students, There were 79 that were accepted. And even this one that wasn't accepted was the number two applicant in sports, in grades, everything, and he wasn't accepted. And the the senator in 1981 pushed it through because he was such a good student. Uh, They were like – he's like, what the fuck? You have to – this is illegal. Like, you have to accept this kid. And uh, and he goes – I was like, so if you're telling me that there's no – institutional racism you're crazy and he goes my dad went into the air force i was like
0: that was the argument
1: that was his retort yeah i was like what yeah i still <laughs> fuck him
0: but <laughs> Sarah, be better have better standards <laughs> i haven't had sex in anyone so listening long. don't fuck racists and he had such a small
1: dick yeah. It was like so This is
0: a lesson. If you take nothing else away from this, it's that racists have small dicks. They do. You heard they, it first. They do. <laughs> I tried to do, <laughs> I tried to do
1: reverse cowgirl, so I wouldn't have to look at him. And I, <laughs> 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 I couldn't get it to lock in. Like, even if I like the more <laughs> I stuck my butt out, I was like, okay, maybe if I stick my butt out, I can't, I couldn't, my, I was like, there's not, I'm not a big person, like, no, it's not.
0: no you're not, oh my god, and,
1: and he said the reason why I couldn't get in is because I needed to drink less, and I was like, I haven't had, we've been yelling at each I haven't drank, <laughs> we've been screaming at each other,
0: oh my god, so that one was a bust, that's a no,
1: yeah, uh,
0: Fuck. Are you? No. Do you want to? Like, do you want to get married again after all of the marriages you've already been through?
1: I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the bitch that
1: never learns called persistence. Uh, <laughs> determination. There's a whole Robert Covey poster. <laughs> of these. I don't even know. Is it Franklin Covey? I don't fucking know. But there's posters with like people rowing, and it says persistence. And I was like, yeah. Marriage. That's I'm coming for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after, like, after your last divorce, have you had like long-term relationships then, or have you just been like casually dating? How long has it been since your last divorce? Technically. Um, yeah. Let's get into the technicality of it. I love this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Technically, we're just legally separated. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he still pays my cell phone bills.
0: Oh. <laughs> Did you wish him a happy Father's Day? Yes. <laughs> I like think he earned it. <laughs> I was like,
1: happy Father's Day. is like, thanks. I was like, cool.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're separated. Are you going to divorce him or, you know, you have to like kind of do that if you want to be persistent and get married again. I know. I think
1: there's something going on in the universe. Like because I have to learn how to value myself even more. Like I do value myself a lot more than I used to. Mm -hmm. um, But I'm still not all the way there. And I feel like we women have a social construct that we have to fight against to become Valuable and have self love. Like we grew up reading Cosmopolitan, and it says that you don't look good unless you have thirty pounds of makeup on, and you weigh fourteen pounds, and uh, that's so fucked. Like yeah, yeah. They're just they're only trying to sell products, so we're just machines to them. Like don't we shouldn't, but it's really hard to get that out of your brain.
0: Yeah. So, so I
1: think this is the universe going. we we'll, we'll let you get divorced when you're ready to to fully find a person that's not abusive, appreciates you, helps you work, like lifts you up, all those things.
0: Yeah, I, it is difficult because everything's about consume, uh, consumerism. And it's like very hard, like you said, to detach from that because but there's no winning like you're too fat or you're too skinny or you're too muscular or you know you have too much Botox or you have too many wrinkles and it's just like fuck like what how do I just shut it off (laughs) yeah make it stop and so but yeah I mean maybe the universe really is intervening and like hey stop dating racist cheaters and then we'll let you have this one I know I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think like what I mean so I followed your podcast ha- uh, happy never after for a really long time before I moved to New York and then I was like oh like I love this bitch also I need to lose some weight so I'm gonna pay her to train me and then also maybe hopefully be friends which it fucking worked um <laughs> I missed my training sessions I puked so I lost weight because I puked every time we worked out together <laughs> As soon as my training sessions were up, I was like, yo, we can stay friends, but like I can't with this gym stuff anymore. (laughs) So, but I, so it's been like a year Mm -hmm. and I mean, you were dating someone within that time, which if you want to get to, we can, whatever. But I've seen specifically since your breakup from that relationship, I have seen you just like run full force after things that you want. And I yeah. think that's the purpose, right? Like that's kind of where I'm at too. As much as I would love companionship, I have like a million things that I'm pursuing and giving my energy to. And the the dream, right, is that like I'm running my race and I'm like running towards my goal and my finish line. And then like someone will hopefully just start running next to me and like be able to keep up because it's and, just, like hand you water. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you hit that last mile and you're like, I can't fucking do it. It's too hard. They're going to be the one that's, like, dragging you across the finish line. Yeah. That's, that's the goal is, like, I think so often we get in relationships where that person's needs and they just, like, we're, we're absorb like, we absorb them and their needs and, you know, spending time with them and building this relationship and then we neglect ourselves. Yeah. Um, well, that's just
1: our personality.
0: Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have many phone conversations where where we're just like, why are you like this? Why are you like this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do. I often will see the best in people. But that's also um, not to have like a little side note, but that's also hard. Like it takes a lot of effort, you know, it's like draining to keep lifting everybody else up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And not ever work on your own stuff because you're spending too much time on other people.
0: Well, and especially too, I mean, I think that I can speak for both of us when I say that a lot of the time we spend too much of that time and energy on the wrong people. So it's not even people who are reciprocating it and giving Mm -hmm. back. So then we just end up with like, I mentioned on my last podcast episode, like you can't pour from an empty cup or you can't serve from an empty cup. And like that that resonates true to me because then we just end up with nothing like Mm because we give 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 and people we attract takers so they take 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 and then we hit a wall where we're just like fuck i think both of us coincidentally hit that wall in like october we were like in that together for the most part but like yeah it's hard it's hard to have those boundaries yeah i mean
1: you were at my birthday thing with george yeah which was the end of september what a dick he was there, huh?
0: I mean, honestly, what a dick he was everywhere. True. I mean, this True. is the issue with George, though, is that he is exactly the type of person that, like, I also tend to attract Attract where they're just, like, charming as fuck, right? And it's hard to see past that charm. So you, mm-hmm. like, write off their bad shit. Like, I do that all the time where I'm just, like, I can look back on, like, a guy that I spent a year with and be like, why did I spend a year with them? But then it's like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Like he just charmed the pants off of me, literally.
1: <laughs> well, Mark Gerber, who is a comedian and a therapist, um, he told me that it's, I'm, cause I wasn't charmed by George. Like everything that he did bothered me, but he was like, <laughs> you're, attra- you're attracted to his smell. Like you can't. His pheromones. Like your, your pheromones are what is what is keeping you together, because there were we would go out and he would be so disrespectful to me, and I grew up in a very like manners focused home. I said you are really being rude, like often and at my expense in front of my friends, and so it would just be, like I filmed my my thirty minutes special right last year whenever and uh comedy even real anymore and uh in the middle of it I was making a joke about him but it was a general joke I don't say his name I, so I it can be timeless and then he in the middle of my 30 minute recording where I'm only doing it's a one-shot deal he goes that's about me and I was like
0: isn't everything about you
1: I was like what a dick like just shut up can ever imagine, imagine being heckled by your own boyfriend I know during your own special I was like what is going on why He's like a little boy and he just wants to be included in everything and his needs always were above everyone else's and I would love that kind of white boy confidence like once in my life I would love that
0: just for a day just yeah an hour even maybe I was I just like, I feel to it. <laughs>
1: just just to post something that says I'm so proud of myself and I saw that on one of this dude's posts today and I was like what does that feel like? <laughs> to like to not only feel it about yourself but also to put it out in the world like you just you just put it up on his social media and he's like yep I wrote it share <laughs> like
0: what? Oh my gosh. He probably is a small bit dick too don't fuck him <laughs>
1: Well, I know I won't I say I say I went on a, like a fuckscapade but it really wasn't as big as every like it's not that crazy I got engaged a lot so I was in a lot of relationships
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude sometimes I just I love like well I love the night that we were driving through New York one night I think I want to say we were maybe leaving um, fuck, I don't know why my internet's being wonky. I mean, I know you windy. said we were driving through New York. Yeah, it's windy, but like, what the fuck? Um, so we were driving through New York and you're like, that's the place I fucked so-and-so. That's the place I shit myself. And I was just like, <laughs> my mom told me to come here and make good friends.
1: <laughs> Every once in a while, you just got to shit yourself to live. You know what I mean? <laughs> to really feel (laughs) my best friend joelle and i the one that was in my wedding she her like we talk about shitting all the time like accidental shitting (laughs) like we just went we just went to south dakota camping and i woke up in the morning and i had farted at night (laughs) you know you know when you're like half in half out of and i was like was that a dream was that Not a dream. Was that real? And the other person that was in the room was like, you were going to, so they woke up really late. And as soon as Joelle woke up, we walked outside and I was like, was that a real fart last night? (laughs) She (laughs) (laughs) She goes, bro, that was like the longest fart I've ever heard in my life. And then the other person woke up and they were like, are you going to take accountability for that part? And I was like, I did right away. I was like, <laughs> "I own it. I was like, I do own all that stuff. I was like, I've, I've, we've, we've all been in horrible bowel situations.
0: Oh my God. Well, when we like lived together for a brief period of time and We were drinking that shit tea every night. We would just boil the poop tea. And, like, I remember the first few nights, it didn't really hit me. And then it was, like, a night or two before you were going to San Francisco. And I was like, can you catch an early flight? Like, (laughs) I was like, I have to shit so bad. And, like, I have a 400-square-foot apartment. There are no secrets here.
1: (laughs) None, none. The log cabin that I rented was like maybe 150 square feet. There was bunk beds on either side and it was just, it was so small. So we got very, very close.
0: It was crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it happens. It It really does. Yep. You
1: just have to let that stuff go because... It doesn't, like, everybody has to go. Everybody poops.
0: Everybody anyway, poops sometimes. I don't, I don't know why I was about to go into like a Miley Cyrus song about shit. I know. Everybody has those days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One time I shit myself when I was, uh, I for real, did. Uh, I was 16 and I was uh, nannying. 15 and I was nannying for this really hot couple on a yacht and so I was watching their two little kids and they had another really hot couple and I was like you just come out of age you just start touching yourself you know and they're both so attractive and they've got like the women have boobs and like you don't have I didn't have boobs yet and I was like ah. we all have breakfast and then we get in the car to do this four-hour trip from Upper Peninsula down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep there's nothing up there nothing no rest stops no life nothing so I'm like sweating bullets I have to go (laughs) and we're all in the van the guy's talking to me the husband of the other couple is talking to me and I'm like I have to shit myself (laughs) (laughs) I run up this hill I go, no toilet paper, you know, and then I accidentally shit on my sleeve. (laughs) And I can't take it back into the van. Anyway, my teenage years were easy.
0: It only got better. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. God. Yeah, they were so hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, God. So well, <laughs> I'm like impressed, honestly, that you, um, have shit yourself so many times. No, <laughs> I'm very, so? so many, I'm really impressed that, uh, you're still, that you're like dating with COVID happening because I mean, I'm not going to do it cause I'm in Michigan and I mean, yeah, you, I just, I have a, uh, policy where I don't sleep with people I went to high school with. So that's oh really all
1: that there is there.
0: Yeah. Everyone's out. So <laughs> like, even like I'm coming back soon and I'm like, I don't really know. Like I feel socially awkward. Cause I'm like, I haven't talked to anybody, but my dog and my mom for like five months. Um,
1: I, I need to be touched.
0: <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> that is my one regret is like, before I came here, I, I So I did this thing where I was like, I am going to become one with myself. And I just had like some healing to do. I was doing therapy and I really like was working on myself so much. I'm sure you've never had this happen. Most sane people haven't, but I was working at myself so much that I was like, I don't need to fuck right now. Like, I just want, don't want to, I don't want to have sex. And I really wish I would have known a pandemic was coming. (laughs) And then I'd be stuck in my mom's upstairs, like my childhood bedroom for four months. Cause it's, shit's rough. (laughs) It
1: is. I, I mean, I went out with the one guy with his buff on his face. I trained my, I personal trained my physician and she swabs me almost every other day. So, um, my sinuses are very clear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> have,
1: you, have you had the COVID test? Oh, yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. I got tested maybe like a month after I got back to Michigan because my mom got really sick, but it ended up not being COVID. And so I had the test and I was like, it's my brain. You're probing my brain. I felt like they were fucking the back of your eyeballs. I was well, like, so in Michigan, oh my it God. was fucked up because, so first of all, I got my test in a Sam's Club parking lot, which is the most Midwest thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. and you had to stay in your car, and when my mom went to Detroit to have her test, they, like, did it through her car window, right? It was, like, a drive-up site. Well, so that's what I was anticipating, and then this bitch pulls up, like, a picture diagram, and she's, like, you've got to do it yourself, and I was, like, no, and I'm putting it up there, and it's, like, you know, you're feeling it in the eyeballs, and the brain, and she's, like, further. Further, further, And I'm like, bitch, if you say further <laughs> one more time, and then you pull it out, and there's just, like, booger, because I have, like, sinus issues. There's just, like, yeah, boogers. Me too. Don't look at me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they, it's like waxing yourself. You can't, you shouldn't do that either.
0: You shouldn't. No, I've tried no. that before, too.
1: Me, too. It took me, like, four hours to get just, like, the fuck pad. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I was like sweating. That what? What's her name? What's the what's the what's that bitch? What's that bitch name? What's that <laughs> the lady that sells <laughs> the one that sells all the nail products? You could see it. It's like in cursive. It's like a white box with orange. Sally
0: Henson? Yes. yes. Yeah. She sold
1: a wax, and it was like the the wax that gets hard, and then you just yeah. yeah. Oh my god.
0: No, but I remember I tried to do. Like, with the cloth strips, and I just tried to do my bikini line, mm-hmm. and I pulled like a quarter of an inch, and I was like, "Uh-uh, uh-huh. So I called my ex boy well my boyfriend at the time, I was like, "You've got to help." He's like, "Why don't you start with the armpits? <laughs> Why don't you try something?" I was like, I- they're just going to stay there till they melt off. I'm not pulling them off. <laughs> yeah. So my best
1: friend and I used to work in Vegas. And we're like let's save money even though we were making like two grand a night i was like let's save the t- 15 dollars that we have to pay those those crooks for <laughs> waxing our vaginas and do it ourselves and uh i i was i came out and i was completely drenched in sweat and i was like you do a strip and then i'll do it. i was like let's just trade off and it legitimately <laughs> took us almost five hours to do. <laughs>
0: i said the only like i go to european wax center and i'm like we need a petition to like get them a liquor license because if i could just have like one shot of tequila beforehand i think i'd handle it better but
1: (laughs) then you would bleed i mean
0: honestly i would take it over like the public humiliation of having someone analyze my vagina in that lighting that medical grade lighting the last time
1: I got waxed, I don't get waxed anymore. The last time I got waxed, um, and really the only time, was when I was going to Mexico with George, and I was I was like, okay, I'll get waxed, and I'll get my nails done, because Spa Bells is, like, really nice in New York City, and uh, the same lady that did my waxing did my nails, and I just kept, I was like, <laughs> I was like do not look at her.
0: I was like, can I have someone else? <laughs> Oh, and she's, like, holding your hand. You're like, I know where your hands have been. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God, dude. Uh,
1: so embarrassing. Life's embarrassing. Ugh. So, How's the Black Lives Matter stuff there in Michigan?
0: Um, well, I mean, I'm, like, 15 minutes south of Detroit, so it's hype. Uh, it's real hype. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean – Things, honestly, the first couple of days, it was really rough and the National Guard was in Detroit and it was just like very intense. But now things have been pretty peaceful. And from what I'm hearing and seeing, it seems like like people are still protesting daily, um, but it definitely seems a little bit more tame as far as like the police's reaction um, mm-hmm. than New York. New York seems like there's a lot more going on. So a little hotbed of activity here. Yeah. So I was talking to my uh, colleague earlier because I was like, yeah, I'm like, I really want to get back to New York. And then we were talking about like, so with this concussion, I have like migraines and I've just been feeling like shit. And she's like, well, you know, take into consideration the fireworks. And I was like, and she sent me videos and she's like, yeah, people are just like exploding illegal fireworks. Yeah. Every night from like 8 PM to 3 AM. And I was just like, fuck dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I don't get it here in Brooklyn Heights where I'm at right now because it's like right on the water. So there's no place to do it. Yeah. Um, But it's, I can hear it distantly. And I'm glad because Frank would freak out. Like people are not taking into consideration the dogs. Last night the cops tried to like make a fun thing about it. And I think they tried to do it so they would stop. Like, they were, they just put on their flashers and, like, rode around.
0: I saw that. It was, like, a little parade. Was that in Harlem?
1: I don't know where it was, but I was, like,
0: ugh. ugh. <laughs> ugh. ugh. I Oh, okay, okay. A fun story. So, God, I hope he never listens. I don't think he will because he's too old to have social media. But remember I told you last year I met that, oh, I met that officer at Pride, and he was the one who, like, yes had the rem- okay, so... Basically, so long story short, everyone, I met an officer at Pride. I usually am like, eh, you know, no cops. Um, He was singing Brown Eyed Girl. We ended up, he found me on uh, Twitter because he wanted copies of the uh, videos. And I was like, I'm not giving you my phone number, but I'll send them to you on Twitter. And like we chatted, but we never went out. Well, he texts me and he's like, hey, how are you doing? Like in all of this craziness, are you safe? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually in Michigan. Like hope you're well. And then he sends me a video of him being attacked by protesters. But, like, you know, shit happens. And um, and then I didn't say anything because I didn't really know what to say because I didn't feel bad for him. And yeah. So <laughs> I just, like, let it go. And then he's, like, like four days later, he's, like, LMFAO. So I guess this the verdict's out. You'll never date me because I'm a cop. And I was just, like, I mean, kind of. <laughs> kind of.
1: Also, you're not going to have a job soon, so Yeah. So <laughs> not that you're a cop, it's that you're unemployed. You're on so the
0: verge of unemployment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't get unemployed during, like, the good $600 extra COVID time, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's uh-huh.
1: not, <laughs> your unemployment <laughs> doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make this about you, buddy. Like, what a time. Don't you have bigger fish to fry? Also, the people that are attacking people aren't the peaceful protesters. It's like. No, not at all. There no. are a lot of people who are like in the crowds instigating, like specifically instigating situations. There are cops that are instigating situations. And there's plenty of fucking video evidence and photo evidence to show this. And anybody who's like, no, no, fake news, like you're full of shit. Acknowledge the fact that so I. No. I would like to take a minute to um, shout out my non-sponsor, which is ATN fucking T. Your, in- your internet <laughs> service fucking sucks. I hope that my podcast goes viral and that everybody cancels. Fuck <laughs> off. Piss off. Anyways. But like I was saying, like, Anybody who, because they're okay. So you're from Michigan, so you know there are like the house across the street from me. It's taken every ounce of whatever higher power is out there in me to not egg their house and like match their petty because they have like blue blue lights in their outdoor lanterns and like just blue lives matter like on their car. And he's not even a cop. Blue isn't a race.
1: Blue is not a race. I
0: know. I know. Blue is
1: a color. It's not a race.
0: It's not a race. And it's just like Michigan being in the Midwest right now is really hard. There are people who are doing their part to be better, to educate themselves, to educate the people around them. But I mean, there are also people that are just ignorant as fuck.
1: Ignorant as fuck. I don't even have, I've lost so many friends. I just canceled an an aunt. Um.
0: (laughs) Carrie, you're done. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i messaged her like she posted some bullshit and then i and then she said it's all human law like she oh the lynchings
0: um uh,
1: yeah posted about that and she was like we all have to and i said yeah we need to i said we need to do something to protect the black community and she was like it's the human race it's a human and i said white people are not getting lynched yeah
0: it's not that white hard. people have
1: never gotten lynched it's all they're doing this as a representation of slave days this is a this has meaning beyond and then she was like it's the human race i will never acknowledge i'm colorblind And i was like do you know how offensive that being colorblind is and then i started posting all the different i was like you have an advantage you need to acknowledge your privilege you need to acknowledge that they have a race and blah blah, blah. and i just went I went hard. And then I just sat there with like more tabs open, ready to (laughs) (laughs) come at me. (laughs) I was like, come back. And then I just took a breath. And then she said something else. And I said, it's over. We're done. You are going to die ignorant and hateful. Mm -hmm. And I won't be there. And neither will anyone that actually feels love because you don't have any in your heart. And I was like, goodbye. And I just uh, blocked her.
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard it's so it's, it's difficult because I mean I myself have had a lot of hard conversations with family and friends lately too, especially because there are people that are really close to me who have just been silent and I've had to bring it up like hey, like just want to make sure you know you've had the news on we're in the middle of a war, black people are dying every day, just want to make sure Fox 2 is part of your subscription plan like, you know, and so I've had like these hard conversations but I have one thing that I have learned is that it's important especially as like white women right to try to help educate other white people it's mm-hmm. important to stand up for what matters to use our voice but one thing that I have learned is while I will you know deprive myself of oxygen while trying to do so we can't always like talk someone into their senses. Like we can't always win the argument. We can't always convince people. What we can do is educate and like put up our best fight. And then, I mean, it's up to them to, to like do the work. Um, but even like my cousin, one of my cousins, she lives in the South. She messaged me in response to something I posted and it ended up like being a really good conversation and I think that like it shed a light on some things for her that she wasn't aware of um and my mom even like my mom my mom's one of the most pure-hearted people that I've ever met but like all of us she's been taught racism I think there's a lot of like like she's been naive towards some of it and Mm -hmm. I we've had conversations where I'm like you know there there are things like microaggressions like if a Black person walks past you, a Black man walks past you and you clutch your purse tighter, like, that is racism. Like, you are yeah. being racist, You're you Racism, yeah. And I will say, like, one of my favorite things that Corinne Fisher actually said, she was like, you know, I, like, when something like that happens, like, I'm not necessarily being racist. I'm just afraid of all men. And I was like, that actually resonated with me. Like I feel that because I don't trust any men, especially like on the streets in New York, I'm like walking my dog late at night, but it's just those little things that seem harmless, but people notice, like I've been talking to a lot of my friends lately. Eagle Wit was on an episode a few episodes ago. And it's like, like, People, like, people notice that stuff. It doesn't go unseen, and it's just, like, imagine having the weight of those tiny, like, microaggressions just, like, added up and having to, like, come home every night and just, like, let it roll off your back and start a new day the next day. It's like when you
1: go out with your friends. It's like you go to brunch with your girlfriends, right? And then you get up to go to the bathroom, and then as soon as you get up and get 10 feet away you turn and look and you can see that everybody's like hush hush whispering to each yeah. other. You know, they're fucking talking about you. It's like, ta- take that times a thousand, you know, every single day of your life. I did a show seven years ago when Andrew and I, Andrew Cullen and I had chicken salad
0: mm-hmm. together
1: at New York Comedy Club. And a woman came up to me who I just, I I like loved her so much. And we connected afterwards. Deborah Thompson, she's a... PhD, teaches Black Lives Matter. Uh, she was teaching at Columbia at the time, and then she went to Ohio State, and then she went to University of Oregon, which, funny enough, she's a black woman. There, it was illegal to be black in Oregon until 1900 and something. So you, even after 1865, you couldn't even live in Oregon as a black person. It was illegal to be black in Oregon. And since I met her, I started reading about things, and it was really eye-opening, i.e., Redlining. Redlining is um, where the banks created these boundaries around certain counties and districts that only Black people could live in. Like they would redline around the Black neighborhood. It was a one drop theory. So if there's one drop of Black blood in that area, the entire area is redlined. So then on top of that, they would not give mortgages to anyone that lived in there. They would not do mortgage insurance. They would not... um, they would allow manufacturing to go around that area where the pollution would sink and sit in. Uh, 90% of kids that grow up in those red line areas have a baseline level of lead poisoning, which lowers IQs, increases aggression. Um, it, It gives people seizures. Like no level of lead allows children to develop normally it can silence them they can lose their whole ability to speak children it's like insane you have to see that there's there's institutional racism you have to know that they're fighting for something much greater you know it's like not i thought we were just going to talk about ketchup bottles over my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) your conversations abuse and divorce (laughs) No, but I mean, it is, it's such like a, it's such a prevalent thing. And, um, I'm, yeah, it, there are people who, like I said, that I know on personal levels and not personal levels that are just so fucking ignorant and it's like, wake the fuck up. And it's, it's changed me as a person, to be honest, because especially with like family and friends, I've always felt my mom raised me, like you said, you were raised in a well-mannered house. Like I was raised to have respect for people, but this has like shifted a little part of me where I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Like, because you don't have respect for people's lives. And so just because they look different than you. And so like nothing, I'm not obligated to respect you. You're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. That's uh,
1: exactly how I feel. Anybody that posts anything about how all lives matter, yes we all matter we all matter we get it. right now
0: i've never questioned if my life mattered because i feared police brutality yes <laughs> not once not once
1: maybe i can marry the police officers and change them one at a time or make them suicidal
0: unless you're like divorcing oh. them and taking all of their money then maybe not they do get nice pensions yeah, it's <laughs> and you know and another thing that's been like frustrating too is just in general some of the response like from the protests and everything going on there's been a lot of action that's come out of it which is great like there are laws being passed um but then there's like some things where and again eagle wit said this and it was brilliant right because he he used it in reference to like people tell people have told him in the past like well you just had a black president and he's like it's like people give you a bone right and so i've been kind of observant and i'm like oh we took the police dog off of paw patrol like that's a fucking bone like no one gives a shit arrest brianna's murderers like you yeah. know, like you like there are there's so many like just like little bones like what well, we did this like cops has been canceled this has been and it's like yeah we don't fucking care
1: And someone tweeted at me she was harboring criminals in her house and i said i was like i'm not first of all i'm not responding to this because there's like a baseline of fucking dumb that uh, comes with that tweet but b she wasn't harboring criminals her boyfriend who was arrested and released not charged because he had they
0: were not at the right house. Oh my God, you're saying Brianna Taylor. I thought you were saying this person tweeting at you was harboring criminals. And I was like, why would she put it on Twitter? No, oh.
1: I was, cause I, I'll tweet out because I want to keep her trending. So yeah. I want, I, every day I tweet about her and people responding are like, well, she wasn't, arre- they're not arrested because she was harboring criminals. And I was like, she wasn't harboring criminals. She was, she had her boyfriend over who was arrested, but then released because they were at the wrong fucking house.
0: And, and the most appalling fact is that her boyfriend, who shot out of self-defense and had a permit to do so, was arrested before the cops who released how many rounds and shot her how many times and murdered her? Yeah. Incredible.
1: And she also wears a badge and is
0: part of... Like what? The front line? Like, yeah. cool. And it, it pisses me off that it takes this, but sometimes like, man, just like take her name out and like, just like, imagine your aunt who's a nurse, right? Like I imagine mm-hmm. like, how would I feel if like my aunt came home from her 16 hour shift of treating COVID patients and like, that happened to her and it was the wrong house and she was completely you know completely innocent yeah like you know i mean if that's what it takes that's fucking ignorant you should be able to respect the fact that this is just a person even though you don't know her but like replay put someone that you care about in this situation and then learn to care about others too like yeah yeah yep Yeah. (laughs) yeah I think I'm going to just start using my dating apps for activism. Like I saw this girl who's, <laughs> she's strictly using her apps to like find cops and message them and like ask them if they're protesting and ask them if black lives matter to them. <laughs> and I was like, you are my God. I think I from you. I am converting immediately. <laughs> it's just like, that's incredible. And I really want to do it. Where do I sign up? <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, she sounds so smart oh my god but well this has been we dude we talk so fucking much but okay so you have a few pod, a few things some shit going on um you, okay so you do stuff yeah, thanks <laughs> i do stuff um deborah thompson is my guest this
1: week on happy never after and i'm gonna post her coursework for black lives matter if anybody wants to do any research on happy never afters page um and she's great and then, so that's coming out Wednesday. I don't know when your com- yours comes out. And then muscle spasms sure. Thursday. Oh, perfect. And then uh, muscle spasms comes out on Friday. And we are interviewing this guy from this pro the program, which is like the number one coaching. Like they they consult to uh, all like the major coaches at in all professional sports. And I was. This one guy that we're having on on Wednesday, he's a Paralympic. He used to be an Olympian, but now he's a Paralympic because he lost his hand in in uh, in a war. Yep, they kept trying to save it, and finally he was like, "Fuck it, just take it off." He's so badass. He uh, does like high range mountain climbing
0: with one hand. What? He's the fuck.
1: I know. His does he Sam.
0: swim? <laughs> No, I'm just curious because I have like all my limbs yeah. and hands, and I can't swim. So, well, he's he's a Paralympian in triathlon. So yeah, Oh, well, he's, fuck. <laughs> I have no excuse anymore.
1: Shit. I know, and he does wall walks. Is like I was looking at his Instagram. I was like, Annie does wall walks, which is like when you do a handstand walking walk, up the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna sign up for bubble guppies. <laughs> Tell him you have a friend who will pay him for lessons.
1: <laughs> um, he's got a purple heart and he, like, uh, helps the president's cabinet with stuff. But,
0: um, yeah, I'll tell him that you want to do bubblegum. We'll tell him you have a concussed dementia handicap, 27-year-old, 27-year-old person <laughs> who <We> can't fucking <laughs> swim, okay? Some of us have problems. Sam, I know you're trying to save the world, but I got this girl, um... <laughs> All he wants to be able to do is tread water. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, my case isn't, I'm not, I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So definitely if you're listening, go do all those things, follow the podcasts. I'm going to plug all of it to. Thank day you. It was released. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing this. Of course. It was so nice seeing you in real life. Yes. Well, Usually just text or talk yeah that's true it it was good seeing you i was like i'm not showering for this don't get your hopes up i was like i'm not either (laughs) why we're a perfect pair (laughs) yeah um... all right i'll probably text you in like 20 minutes